Welcome to the Essential Astrocast. I'm your host, Veronica Peretti. I'm a yoga teacher, a coach, and most importantly, an astrologer. And that's why I come to you every week here in your podcast feed to let you know what's going on up there in the heavens so that you can dictate your fate down here on earth. Let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the Essential Astrocast. Veronica here, and we are now in cancer season. I'm a little bit late this week to drop the podcast, so we're going to talk about what happened earlier in the week, but we have a lot to come this week, so bear with me. It is a busy one. Next week is a less busy one. So enjoy the busyness this week. Next week will be a little bit more of a Mars week. This is a little bit more of a Venus, Pluto, Moon week. So it has the capacity to be a very sexy week if that's what you want it to be, which is exciting. And it also is a week that we have a lot of opportunity for healing. So We are in the the cancer season, which means that the sun moved into cancer. On Sunday, late Sunday, we had the sun move into the sign of cancer, and that marked the summer solstice. The summer solstice was on Sunday the 20th. It was the longest day of the year here in the northern hemisphere, meaning that we had more light than dark. And so this is an interesting transition astrologically because you would think when we go into this season of having so much light in the sky, we would want to do more. We'd want to be out more. We'd want to spend more hours out in the world. And that might be true for you. But cancer is a sign that really encourages us to turn inward and to take care of ourselves and to nurture and nourish ourselves, so that we can show up for the people that we love and pour from a filled cup. If you have nothing left in your cup, how can you share with someone else? If you have filled your cup, then you have something to give. And so oftentimes when we see people that have a lot of cancer in their chart, they struggle with not taking care of themselves because they're always nurturing everyone else. And that is the classic mom conundrum, right? When you have kids, when you have a family and they're young and they need you, you are taking care of everyone else, but you are the last one on the agenda. That happens for a lot of mothers. When we have a lot of cancer in our chart, we might play out some of those same themes in our life and in our relationships. So this is a good time of year to check in with, are you nourishing yourself? Are you taking care of yourself? And remind yourself that you can only take care of others when you're taking care of yourself first because that way you have something to give. So this is a season for digging into the depths of your soul because cancer not only rules the divine mother energy, but it also rules our lineage. It rules our ancestry. It rules where we came from. It is linked up with our family of origin. It has a lot to do with our parents. Traditionally in astrology, we look at the moon, which rules cancer, as some information on your mother. 
And we look at Saturn, which rules Capricorn, as representative of your father. Now, does it always work that way? Not necessarily. For some people, their father was more of the mother energy, and maybe their mom or someone else was more of that father energy. It really varies based on different family structures, right? But generally, the person in your life that you look to to nourish and nurture you is your mother. That is your first partnership, your first relationship. And so this cancer time of year can bring up a lot of our core wounds that come from our family of origin. Traditionally, cancer rules the very bottom of the chart, which means that it's our roots. So you might be digging into your roots that right now. You might be looking at some of your patterns of behavior, some of your emotional patterns, and how they come from your roots, your upbringing, where you came from, and maybe even some things that didn't necessarily happen to you, but happened in your line, in your line of lineage, in your ancestry. So it's a really interesting archetype to dive into. The Cancer Capricorn archetype is really so flush with symbolism for us. And we always have a lot of wisdom to glean when we're working with Cancer and Capricorn. We often talk about the Capricorn archetype as being part of the father archetype, but I actually like to think of him these days as more of the grandfather, only because I think that we don't spend enough time focusing on Capricorn as the wise elder or Saturn, the ruling planet of Capricorn as the wise elder. And so we have so much to learn from that archetype. And I think that's important. Sometimes we get really stuck in the easy to grasp symbolism of these archetypes and these planets and the signs. But sometimes we have to dig a little bit deeper. And this is a week where you're going to dig a little bit deeper for things because Pluto is involved. And whenever Pluto is involved, we're digging deep because he's Lord of the underworld. He rules all the things that are in the earth. He rules the gems. He rules the stuff that's below the surface. We, we have to mine that diamond. The mining the diamonds is very Plutonian. So we have some Pluto stuff going on this week. So we're looking at things that are happening below the surface. And maybe that's why I'm getting a little psychological today. Familial psychological today. Okay, so we had Father's Day on Sunday, which is funny because we're talking all about the mother archetype. And I talked a lot about the father archetype. So we're talking about family. And that's what happens when we have a Capricorn full moon. So every Cancer season, when the sun is in Cancer... And the moon is opposite the sun in Capricorn. We have a Capricorn full moon, and we will have one this week on Thursday. So Thursday the 24th, it is the full moon in Capricorn. So the actual full moon will be at 2.40 p.m. Anytime after 2.40 p.m., you want to sit down and potentially do your mid-year assessment because Capricorn is a sign that is very interested in accomplishment and achievement and checking things off the list. Like, yeah, I did that. Virgo likes to check everything off the list. Virgo likes to look at the details, but Capricorn really likes to say, I said I was going to climb that mountain and I did it. So I recommend that you spend some time 
either Thursday afternoon, evening, or this weekend, and do a mid-year assessment and check in with your goals and your intentions, your resolutions, whatever you call them, the feelings that you wanted to feel, the things you wanted to accomplish, the projects you wanted to focus on, whatever you set out to do this year of 2021. Whatever intentions you set either in January or maybe even back at that Jupiter-Saturn conjunction at the end of December 2020, look back in your journal, look back at your calendar, see what you were energizing on, what you wanted to spend your time and energy doing this year. And do that mid-year check-in. See if you've been focusing on that stuff. See if you've accomplished some of that stuff. And when you do this assessment, I want you to start with, what did I do right? What went well? What can I celebrate? Because so often when we do this kind of work, which I personally love doing, because remember, I have a Virgo moon. So, you know, I love lists. I love checking in. I love assessments, love quizzes, surveys, you name it. But I think that we often have a tendency to jump to what we haven't done. So I want you to start from a place of what have you done well, what have you done right, and what can you celebrate? And then maybe say, hey, I totally forgot that I wanted to work on learning how to cook new recipes, or I totally forgot that I wanted to spend more time every week connecting with friends by phone. You know, whatever it is that you set out to do this year to spend your time, your energy and your focus on, just reconnect with it and see if it still vibes for you. And maybe what you set an intention for in January or even back at the Great Conjunction feels so foreign to you now. And that just gives you some information that maybe you need to shift and see what you want to focus on now. It's totally cool to change your mind. Everything is an opportunity for growth and development and learning more about yourself. And that's why we're here and this is why we're doing the work, right? So this week is really marked by that full moon and all of the energy of the week, all of these transits are part of that full moon, okay? And because we are in this cancer season, everyone is feeling vulnerable. Everybody is feeling a little bit raw, a little bit overly emotional. This is normal when we have a lot of water in the sky and we do have a good amount of water. Whenever we have earth and water in the sky, you know what that makes. It makes mud. And you know what mud is good for? planting and growing. So this is a great time to plant or focus on growing, nurturing the things that you want to build. And Capricorn and Saturn, they love to build things for the long haul. So if you've been interested in sitting down and putting some notes together, putting a plan together, putting an action plan into your calendar to do something. This is a great full moon to say, hey, I'm going to get rid of this stuff because it doesn't serve me anymore. It doesn't, I don't vibe with it. 
and I'm going to focus on this for the long haul. What can I start to put into effect to make this happen? Because I want to build this long term. And I know that full moons are about releasing. But this is our first lunation after the eclipses, which means that this lunation, this full moon, kicks out eclipse season. And because it's a Capricorn full moon, it gives us the ability to ground our energy into something solid. And because things have felt so wishy-washy, you might feel like you have the oomph to actually put some action into place with this full moon. So if you're feeling that way this week, I encourage you to ride that energy. If you're not feeling that way, if you're still feeling really, really in the feels or really, really foggy, don't worry about it. Use this full moon to ground your body, to ground your energy, and see if you can just release some of the heavy stuff that is weighing on your heart and your mind. And that's a perfectly good use of this full moon too. Let's start with the beginning of the week. So we had a grand water trine on Monday. The moon was in Scorpio. Venus, as you know, is in Cancer and Neptune is in Pisces. Now, along with the full moon this week, the other big thing that is coloring the whole week is that Neptune is stationing. So Neptune is an outer planet. Neptune rules our subconscious. Neptune rules our connection with spirit. Neptune also rules guilt and sometimes scandals. So there might some, be some interesting things coming up this week due to the Neptune station to go retrograde, okay? So that Neptune station is happening all week. Now, I have to say we've had a lot of Neptune the past few weeks. We had the Sun um, square Neptune and we had Mercury in several squares with Neptune due to Mercury's retrograde and Mercury is now direct. I mean, how did I just bury the lead? Um, so much is happening. Forgot to tell you, Mercury is now direct. Mercury went direct on Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And he's going to exit his shadow, his retro shade, as some people on Instagram call it, July 8th. But back to Neptune, you know, Mercury will have one more square with that Neptune. So, you know, it's been a lot of Neptune. So we've been feeling really foggy and hazy and confused thanks to Neptune for a while. And frankly, I don't know if the station's going to be any more palpable than that sun square Neptune because last week or two when we had that sun square Neptune, I was feeling all out of sorts. And I know many of my clients were too. We'll see. But the Neptune station is on Friday. But so far, I'm not feeling that fogginess or haziness that I felt a few weeks ago. Of course, I love when you guys report in. So let me know how you're feeling and how the transits are impacting you. So we had this grand trine in water, which makes us really sensitive. It makes us intuitive. It makes us like we're human sponges walking around and soaking in all of the energy. When there's a lot of water in the sky, it can be intense. It can also lend itself to being a vehicle for healing. So you might find that this is a week that you get to pull some of that stuff up from your subconscious 
and work with it and release it because we've got a full moon and we've got a Neptune station. So if there was ever a week to get on the phone with your therapist or do some healing work, this would be a good one. So Tuesday, as I mentioned, we had Mercury go direct. And Wednesday, we had a Sun trine Jupiter. So the Sun trine Jupiter, we've been feeling for a few days. We're going to keep feeling it for a few days. We're going to feel it in that full moon. This is so nice. But it's more water because the sun is in Cancer, as you know, and Jupiter is in Pisces. Jupiter went retrograde last week. So this is generous. It's loving. It's compassionate. It helps us access that flow state. Don't let anyone take advantage of you with the sun trying Jupiter this week because you're going to feel super generous. Don't let anybody take advantage of that, okay? So you want to remember we're in cancer season. This is about nourishing and nurturing yourself first, which means you got to put some boundaries in place. And I know that's tough with all this water because water knows no bounds. So whenever we are working with water, I always like to give you the metaphor, the analogy that my handyman hates leaks. It's the thing he hates the most. And the thing about leaks is that I live in a New York City high rise. And when you have a leak, it's really hard to find out where it's coming from. And sometimes the leak can skip a few apartments. So maybe it's happening five floors above me, but it's affecting the apartment below me. So leaks have no bounds, as in water has no bounds. Water is symbolic for blood. Remember, we're talking about cancer, the mother, our family of origin, our lineage, our ancestry. So this is deep stuff that we've got coming up this week. So don't overlook it. If you're feeling some sense of anxiety, if you're feeling some doubt, if you're feeling some fears, if you're feeling some overwhelm, it's probably coming from a deeper place than what is on the surface. And that is a good time to call your therapist or pull out the journal. Okay. So don't let anyone take advantage of you just because you are feeling vulnerable this week. You have to make sure that you're maintaining the boundaries so that you can take care of yourself. So on Wednesday, the other big thing of the week is Venus opposite Pluto. So Venus opposes Pluto on Wednesday, and that is a big player in this full moon chart. It's officially happening at 7.39 p.m. Eastern time, and we're feeling it all week. You know, just like the sun trine Jupiter, just like the Neptune station, just like Mercury stationing, we're feeling all of these transits all week. It's not like these are small transits. So Venus opposite Pluto, Venus again, it's love, it's money, it's our relationships, it's our social life. When she is opposite Pluto, who rules the underground, remember, Pluto also rules those gems that we mine from the earth, the resources. We definitely have a conversation about money that could be happening here because Pluto is still in Capricorn. Capricorn loves to manage the money. Venus is in Cancer. Cancer is the mom. She's in charge of the show. She's running the household. So there might be some tension in your relationship around money with Venus opposite Pluto. But also likely is that there's going to be some power imbalance. And maybe that stems from some issue with money. So 
Maybe someone is exerting power over you because they hold the money. Maybe you are feeling like you have the opportunity to exert your power over someone else. With the Neptune station, this might be manifesting as someone in your life guilting you. This might manifest as some suspicion about someone in your life. This might be a mistrust that's been going on in your relationship for a really long time, and now it's just boiling over. But be open and honest and use this as an opportunity to heal. Remember, this is a big, big part of the full moon, and full moons are about releasing. You know, I just found out that someone who works in my building is resigning, and I've had so many people in my life who work in these jobs in my building, whether it was in the nail salon or in the building or in the neighborhood. And it's so interesting because we've had so much Gemini energy. You know, now we're in cancer season, but we had eclipses in Gemini. And Gemini rules your local community and your neighborhood, as well as siblings, as well as self-expression and so many other things. But it does rule your local neighborhood community. And I've had all of these people leaving my community because they're not working here anymore. And I've been in this building for almost 16 years. So it is really, really sad for me. And as you may know, if you've been listening to the podcast for a while, we're actually preparing to leave the city and move to Westchester in not so soon, but early 21 or 22 rather. And so this has been such an interesting eclipse season to see so many people from my neighborhood life, from my community leave. And this full moon on Thursday, it is an opportunity for you to wrap up and let go of whatever the eclipse has made apparent is no longer needed or no longer necessary or no longer worthy of where you're going. And so I wouldn't be surprised if this full moon shepherded in some more people resigning, some more people leaving their communities, some more people breaking up, whatever it is. There was an article in The Atlantic just a few days ago about how this is the summer of quitting because it's post-pandemic and There's a whole shift in the labor force happening here in the U.S. I know we have a few people that listen from outside the U.S., so I always like to say in the U.S. because I'm not sure what's going on in other people's countries. Obviously, because I'm American, I only (laughs) read U.S. news because that's what we do as Americans. But anyway, I digress. You know, it's so interesting to me. So many people are leaving their jobs, and I think that that's probably normal for summer, according to this article in the Atlantic. And it's probably normal for this time post pandemic. And it's also normal for eclipse season. I'm sure that if we looked at the labor statistics, which I'm probably not going to do, but I'm sure if we did, we would see that a lot of people do quit their jobs or do leave employment situations or relationships more so than other times during the eclipse because the eclipse does make apparent what is no longer doable, what we just can't put up with anymore. And so this full moon might be a wrap up of eclipse season in that way. 
All right, so the Venus opposite Pluto, that's going to play into this full moon in Capricorn a lot. Luckily, the full moon in Capricorn will be the big goodbye to eclipse season, and things won't feel quite so intense. So this full moon has a lot to do with opposition because so many of the planets are in opposition to one another. Of course, the sun is opposite the moon because that's what a full moon is. The moon is exactly opposite the sun and reflecting back all of its light from the surface that we can see from our vantage point on earth. And so full moons are about oppositions. Full moons are about polarities. They're about the duality of living in this world where we're walking around and human bodies, but we're spiritual beings having a human experience, or is it human beings having a spiritual experience? I'm not really sure. But either way, there is this great duality that we're always working with in this life. And full moons always remind us of that duality. So this one has a lot of oppositions. The good thing about oppositions is they're not as hard as squares. Squares are 90 degree angles. That means that the planets are creating an L shape and that means they can't really find their way toward one another. Oppositions, they're exactly opposite one another, which means that they can walk toward one another and find some similar ground at the center. So I always say oppositions are an invitation for compromise. And this full moon has a whole host of them. We've got Venus opposite Pluto, which I mentioned. We've got, of course, the moon opposite the sun. And we also have the beginning of the Mars opposite Saturn that we're going to be feeling next week. That's going to be the dominant transit of next week. But we're getting the beginning phase of that Mars opposite Saturn, which is going to perfect on July 1st. Yay, July 4th weekend is going to have some fireworks, and I don't mean in the sky, because Mars opposite Saturn can bring some real frustration with other people. It can make you feel a little weak. It can make you feel disappointed in yourself or disappointed in others. And the key with Mars opposite Saturn, any Mars Saturn stuff, is self-discipline and patience. And of course, what do most people lack? Self-discipline and patience. So that will be an interesting one next week, but we're feeling the beginnings of it in this full moon chart. And then of course the Venus opposite Pluto is really prominent. And the thing about the Venus opposite Pluto is that it really brings our true desires to the surface. And as I said, this is the opportunity for a mid-year assessment to say, hey, are the things that I wanted at the beginning of this year still resonant for me? And if they're not, what is resonant for me? Are you honoring the things that you truly desire? Are you keeping yourself small by not going for what you really want? And the Venus opposite Pluto with the illumination of the full moon might give you an inkling to what you truly want that maybe you haven't been brave enough to look at because it scared you. So keep your eyes open for that. On Friday, Neptune stations to retrograde. And this means that some of your fears and anxieties might be showing up because retrogrades are 
more of an internalized experience. And that means that if you are having fears, if you are having anxieties, if you are feeling paranoid, if you are feeling a little bit like a hypochondriac, you might internalize some of that stuff. So really important, once again, get on the phone with your therapist this week because better to talk through that stuff with someone trusted than to keep it to yourself. When we're working with Neptune, illusions and delusions might be revealed. So if you've been deluding yourself, lying to yourself, that might come up. If someone else has been lying to you, that might come up. You might find that scandals are being revealed. There's quite a few scandals playing out in the news this week. Many of you know I'm a huge Real Housewives fan, and we are all watching the situation with Erica Jane Girardi unravel. And I did a reading for her looking at her chart on Instagram yesterday. So if you want to go to my Instagram page at Veronica Peretti, you'll see in the grid and IGTV I did on Erica's chart. And if you've never had a chart reading, it gives you a little bit of a vibe of what a chart reading is like and what I talk about with you. Although I doubt that your chart would have us talking about what I'm talking about with Erica, but she is in the midst of a scandal. And so we're going to be seeing that play out on the news and play out in pop culture because Neptune is stationing. Not that there are ever not scandals in the news, but sometimes there's a few more than other times. And right now there seems to be a lot hitting the social media. So you might also have suspicions with Neptune retrograding. And sometimes those can be a product of your own anxiety, but sometimes those can be intuitive hits. So your suspicions may be proven true while we're in the station or over the next few months while Neptune is moving backward from our vantage point on Earth. Last but not least, on Sunday, Venus moves into the sign of Leo, which means that we will all get a little bit of respite from all of this emotional vulnerability that we've been feeling. Venus has been in Cancer. We've been in the feels. Venus is going to go into Leo. We'll be ready for the party. Mars already went into Leo last week, so Venus is going to join him. And then we are going to have what many are calling hot vax summer so get ready make sure you're vaccinated and then have some fun be safe about having fun because with all of this neptune in pisces jupiter in pisces retrograding lots of water remember water knows no bounds it's vast and it's unstoppable so you know what's vast and unstoppable the virus so we're going to see cases go up maybe not in your backyard but certainly around the world over the summer so please be careful and please look out for one another because as i started this episode talking about cancer season is about nurturing and nourishing yourself so that you can take care of the people that you love And the most important thing is 
that we take care of ourselves so that we can take care of others. And if you're not vaccinated, then you're not in a position to take care of someone else who might be sick. So this is really, really, really the time to get on that if you haven't. I've been taking a break from the pandemic talk because, you know, so much pandemic talk. But let's be real, it's really important. We are really at a moment that is imperative. We are at a moment that is very dangerous in terms of what comes next. And we all got to band together, take care of ourselves so we can take care of one another and continue on the up and up and have a hot back summer, right? And we all want to have fun because Leo season is around the corner. So Venus goes into Leo on Sunday. She's ready for the party. She wants to put on some fun outfits. She wants to get some new shoes. She wants to hit the town and have some drinks with her friends and flirt and have a good time. If you're in a relationship, this is a great time to just reconnect and have some fun. If everything has been so serious the last year and a half, let this be an invitation for you to go out and have a good time and just enjoy each other again and take a little break from the stresses of this crazy life that we've been living. That is your horoscope for the week. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was helpful. I always love talking to you guys. If you want to connect with me, you know where to find me, Instagram at Veronica Peretti. If you want to text me, you can text me at 917-540-3401. Text me, I'm in, and you'll start getting my astrology updates. And I usually send them like two, maybe three times a week, not that often, but I tell you when the big stuff is happening in real time. And of course, if you want to book a reading with me, you can book a reading for July. So head to my website, veronicaparetti.com slash astrology. And I would be remiss if I didn't tell you that in online yoga club this cancer season, we're doing some really deep healing work. We're doing some ancestral healing with the meditation that we're working with. We're doing some work with our hip flexors and our psoas where we energetically store fear and doubt and anxiety. So it's some good deep stuff that we're doing this month and I would love to have you over there so you can learn about it at veronicaparetti.com slash yoga and of course message me if you have questions. All right, I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell your friends. Finally, come find me on Instagram at Veronica Peretti. I'll talk to you next week.